0: So you're thinking about running, but not sure how to take the first step. My name's Brian Patterson, and I'm here to help. And welcome to Brian's Rompod. Pod. <music> Back to Brian's Run Pod. Well, when I was thinking what shall I cover for this week's episode, I was at a loss. Then a chance chat with my daughter gave me the inspiration to cover this topic. It's like in the film Argo when Ben Affleck character is talking to his son at the same time as watching a science fiction movie. It gave him some inspiration as to how to get the hostages out of Iran. Now, if you've never seen the movie, I really strongly recommend you do not before listening to this episode. C2 to 5K, short for Couch to 5K, is a mobile app which contains training plans that gradually progress toward a 5 kilometer, 3.1 mile, run over nine weeks. The app, created by Zen Labs, is based on the Couch to 5K running plan from CoolRunning.com, and it is one of the highest rated health and fitness apps available on Android and iOS. The Couch to 5K running plan was created by a man called Josh Clark in 1996. He developed the plan for new runners as motivation through manageable expectations. The plan aims to get the user working out for 20 to 30 minutes three times a week. The daily workouts start with a five-minute warm-up walk and workout works up to running five kilometres without walking Uh, without a walking break within nine weeks. Clark started the website Kick and featured the C2 5K on the site, or Catch to 5K on the site. In 2001, Kick merged with Cool Running, a New England-based running site. So, what about Josh? Josh never liked running. Uh, In fact, that's an understatement. He told a gentleman's journal... Oh my God, the Couch to 5K founder tells me remotely from New York, before all this began, I hated running. So much, like with a white hot heat, my lungs burned and my legs screamed. It was cruel, endless torture. They're big, surprising words from the man who developed one of the most popular exercise sh- schedules in the history of the fitness world. But Clark's story is heartening. He isn't a superhuman who lives for the gym and has no interest beyond his own muscle mass. He is a normal person who made it his mission to help other normal people. The other thing that most people don't realise is that he does not come from a running background, he told CNN. I wish I could say I could came into this with any specific scientific knowledge or grounding in physiology, but I didn't. It was just this instinct of, how come my mum go literally from couch to 5k without I imagine her doing, it turns out, in retrospect. I was intuitively using a lot of what is now well-established principles of physiology and fitness regarding physical effort and rest. He also goes on to say that a bad breakup back in the early 1990s got me into running, he says. It was punishing and painful, and if I'm honest, maybe That was the point. But then something crazy happened. It started to feel good. At some point, the boring, awful discomfort gave way to the real pleasure, physical, mental, and even spiritual. Clark caught the zeal of the converted, as he puts it, and wanting to share his discovery with the sceptical would-be runners, he sat down and wrote a nine-week schedule to get his mother into running. She was the first C2 5K runner, Clark says, adding that he launched a website for runners called Kick, not long after that, in 1996. Here he published his C2 to 5K schedule for the first time and by the turn of the millennium, thousands of people had completed the programme. Plus he knew how agonising the first few weeks of running had been and he did not want his mother to go through that. So Clark drew up the nine-week episode, um, exercise plan that combined walking with running to ease her into it, dubbing this plan the couch to 5K. It very much goes along the principles of interval training, which we have covered in previous episodes of Brian's Pod. It is a very por- portable, very shareable program, says Clark, and the arrival of social media, especially Facebook, turbocharged that effect. It grew right along with the web like a lot of early online content it found its way into newer forms podcasts apps desktop software even offline communities Clark who now works as a um, uh, as a UX designer and design leader of the pioneering New York design studio big medium sold kick in 2001 the official steward of C25k these days as an online fitness giant called active.com as well as the app created by zen labs but Clark is confident that the millions of people have completed the programme by this point, with a huge spike in the last, in, you know, over the, over the pandemic. I simply created the contact class. Clark says. The schedule itself, others have created website, apps, podcasts and other vehicles to bring it into people's lives. It's been amazing to see. It's even endorsed by the, the NHS in the UK, who created the podcasts and apps around the original schedule. Which brings us to C2K's recent surge in popularity during the current state of the self-isolated lockdown. I know uh, that was a couple of years ago. um, uh, Our once-a-day workouts are keeping many of us, many people going. And if you'd failed to notice, the Twitter, the App Store, and even the streets outside your front door have been ablaze with praise for Clark's almost 25-year-old schedule. So what tips does the founder of the C2 5K have for would-be runners? Well, Josh Clark's tips for runners would be be gentle with yourself and use distractions. Aim for slow, incremental improvement, advises Clark. Go slower than you think you should and do less than you think you should. Be patient. Too often new runners start off by, well, actually running They go out too fast, too far, for too long. Pain and exhaustion will follow. And therefore, they don't complete the programme. Instead, Clark adds, the first week of C2 to 5K only asks you to jog for a minute at a time, an achievable victory for most of us. The challenges gradually increase, but you'll soon realise that you're more than capable and bring your headphones says Clark. Listen to your music or podcast or an audio book. It's okay to distract yourself if that's what it takes you to get over the hump. And I strongly recommend that as well. So I listen to music. I find that podcasts are very distracting. I get too into the podcast or even an audio book. I think music tends to sort of push you along. You'll likely likely experience some soreness, but that's okay. Some light stretching before and after your run will help you relieve that. And it's perfectly fine to keep you going, even if your legs are sore. Listen to your body through, though. If the soreness is too unpleasant to continue, then don't. If your body asks for a rest, give it the rest it needs and wait a day or two before returning to your routine. This is a handy tip in life. Try not to compare yourself to other runners. He says, "I've been. Uh, he's been a runner for twenty-five years now, and I've even described myself as a serious runner. But even every day, I'm passed by faster runners of all shapes and sizes—much younger, older, much rounder, slimmer. In most things in life, it's not too terrible useful to compare yourself." to the accomplishments of others and that's definitely true of running few of us are ever going to win a race instead clark says he's found it useful to think about his own accomplishments compliments compliments and progress and that goes double for new runners he adds c2 to 5k is an about running a certain distance or a certain speed it just asks you to get out there and jog for a few minutes a day and those minutes gradually grow over the nine weeks so don't worry about how fast or how far you go just get used to moving for longer and longer period of time once you have that base you start to explore the pleasures of speed and distance and enjoy your own progress on On those fronts without worrying too much about the runner next to you or ahead of you I also think that if you're new to running um, you're more concerned about completing the program also the incremental gains are much greater than when you're starting out like for instance how you feel in terms of your fitness this week you're going to be so much better than the previous week and there's also many I don't know, incentives, like for instance, as I said, uh, my daughter is at university and she lives very near a beach. And what better way is to, to go out there and to enjoy um, the her surroundings, her environment by going running on a beach and doing something like couch to 5k. The runner's high is great, as we talked about in a previous episode. The truly elated runner's high is rare, admits Clark. For me, it usually happens only in the middle of a run. It's a sensation that I could just keep doing this forever. It's hitting a stride that feels like I'm pushing, but also well within my ability, I often zone out and forget that I'm even running. Sometimes that's very meditative inward calm experience. Other times it's very creative. I find myself solving problems or having sparks of ideas. There's a glow in a confidence that goes beyond the physical and it's pretty remarkable. The most times he continues, you know what? It's just a run. There's still the satisfaction of the workout, the pleasure of moving through my city, and that's and there's not a heady existential experience. Everyone's different, but for me, it's a rare and lovely surprise when runners high hits. Now is the perfect time to start. I feel so grateful that my preferred self-care, stress relief and exercise is one of the activities that's explicitly allowed and encouraged encouraged in these strange times, says Clark, when he talks about during the pandemic. With a few common sense precautions, running alone is not only safe right now, it's a huge benefit. Exercise, fresh air are both welcome contributors to the stress relief, calm and mental health. Going for a run, Clark explains, will clear your head even as it stimulates your heart and lungs. And both these things are important for easing the cabin fever of quarantine as when this article was written. Even help will boost your immune system. It's clear that a lot of newcomers are turning to running right now to clear their heads and stretch stiff legs. It's great to see, and I have a hunch that many of them have C2 to 5K playing in their ears. It's safe to say that I never thought C2 to 5K would play an important personal role in a global pandemic. There's a silver lining in all of this, perhaps, that it's creating an opportunity for lots of people to discover that they are actual runners after all. So what's the program's most important role? Don't take yourself too seriously. We set ourselves this metric for what success looks like and what being fit is and what being a runner is. And if we don't hit that metric, we fail. It's normal self-punishing aspect of fitness. So be kind to yourself as we are developing in this new habit. The program is a guideline. It's not a strict set of rules. It is okay to skip a week or try again the next week. It's okay to take a day off. Listen to what your body wants because no pain, no gain. Is not a good motto for newcomers to fitness. So... Someone asked him, what do you think was the secret of C2 to 5K's lasting popularity? Well, C2 to 5K is very portable in the social media world. It's really accelerated popularity when people began sharing their plans, experiences with it on Facebook. The other aspect is that it is attainable. You can do the first week of it. You might be hard, but but you can do it. And you have early victories instead of defeats through lack of luck or intuition. I got the levels right so that it's challenging plan, but not impossible. It's satisfying as it stretches you. So in summary, Couch to 5k is designed to give you the kindest way to find how running is good for you. But it might not be, which is totally OK. Besides, Matters of personal preference, it's obviously true that some disabilities make running extremely difficult, if not impossible. For others, personal safety concerns or harassment may keep people off the roads. In a BBC film, he says, anybody can run. I tried to be more careful with my language around this, but this one slipped by me and became a little title of the film. And he regretted that the comment made anyone feel ignored or unseen more personally um he closed um this particular bbc film that he's trying to get um uh, i think his wife and daughter to be runners and i was trying to be cute and I, and I and i wasn't fact is Lisa and veronica who were his wife and daughter are already runners and they didn't need my help to get there a few times a year we even run local they even run local races together not only are they runners they are my favorite runners he says he says in this film, "So you know, I made mistakes in interviews. While we we're at it, you should also know that I'm no champion athlete. I'm not an unexceptional middle of the pack runner. I've got there's 20 pounds that I can't seem to lose. I go through periods where I don't run at all. Although I do happen to know a great running schedule that will also get me back into one. Get back into it when I'm ready. I'm a couch to 5k runner myself," he says. Over the 20 years since writing the original C2 to 5K schedule, running is still a welcome part of his life and his family's life. For me, he says, running is the end to itself, a part of the day I look forward to. Steady, gentle principles of Couch to 5K have set me up for the lifetime of doing this activity I enjoy. And it's something that maybe I I, I have chosen other running schedules let's say run keeper um i've talked about um and maybe it's something that i might take up just to experience the running as a beginner um i'm i I am going through a, a particular injury um and hopefully i'll be coming out of the injury by the time this episode comes out So maybe getting back into running, um, I'll do the C2 to 5K um, and uh, maybe relay it in a future podcast. But um, uh, anyway, really interesting. uh, And thank you very much, Alice, uh, for giving me the inspiration to this episode. So what an amazing story. Now, every cloud has a silver lining. Josh was getting over a breakup and then decided to exercise to get over it. He discovered that he was able to shift his focus and find a new activity. Maybe this is a lesson for all of us. When things happen and that get us down, maybe it is a sign to put your energies into something else as you never know what might come out of it. Imagine if you'd never broken up from that relationship, you have never had the opportunity to help all those people. And that's a wrap for another exhilarating episode of Brian's Pod. Thanks for tuning in, folks. As always, we've got your back with all things running. And next week, get ready for some awesome beginner hints and tips to kickstart your running journey. Oh, and before we sign off, exciting news. We're now available on YouTube. So whether you're panning the pavement or chilling at home, you can catch us there too. Hey, if you want to keep up with the latest updates, behind-the-scenes fun and even some exclusive to- content – make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter, or should I say X, at Brian's Rompod. We've also just launched a shiny new Facebook page. Simply search for Brian's Rompod and give us a like. And don't forget to hop on over to Instagram, where you can catch all our visual adventures at Brian's Rompod. For those of you who love diving deep into the episodes, head over to our website, www.briansrompod.com. Dot co dot UK. And there you'll find detailed show notes, handy chapter markers, make it too easy to navigate through our favorite discussions. Please leave a review as it will always help find peel others find this podcast. Music is by Happy Days by Stock Audio, not forgetting artwork by Alice Patterson. Till next week, thanks again for listening. Music.